Blog Talk Radio. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Total Lacrosse with Johnny Vegas. I have a great show for you today. My guest is Jeff Goldberg, and he is a, a very well-known coach. He's got many accolades that we'll talk about, and he's also the assistant coach for the Israel Men's National Lacrosse Team. So he'll be calling in shortly. And also, uh, tomorrow we have a big guest on Total Entertainment. Uh, we have uh, a guest uh, that is very well known in the entertainment industry and she's got you know been in movies and shows and so uh, she's going to be on tomorrow and uh, we got uh, another person coming on next week for Total Lacrosse. So we're going to do a show every Monday for Total Lacrosse and then every Tuesday Total Entertainment and Total Wrestling is also one of our shows that uh, I've had Al Snow on and Jesse Bell and so, yeah, we're, we're doing a lot of things for the Entertainment Broadcast Network. Things are really coming up. You know, big, big things are happening. And, yeah, so make sure you guys tune in. Check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash entertainment broadcast network to stay up to date with all of our latest episodes and information about what guests we're having on. And if you yourself want to be a guest and you have something to promote, make sure you send a message either to me personally at john.namer at gmail.com or you can send a message to the Entertainment Broadcast Network Facebook page or post on there, whatever you want, and we'll work out an episode where we can get you on there. We can promote your product or your need or your uh, career, whatever it is, and uh, we'll see if we can get you on there. Uh, Right now, we've got our guest calling in, so let's bring on our guest, Jeff. Here we go. How you doing, Jeff? How you guys doing? Good. Yes, uh, how's your day going so far? Great. Just had lunch on the beach, ready to go coach my team and get ready for a playoff lacrosse game. Oh, nice. Well, good luck with that. And, uh, yeah, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, maybe start with uh, when you first got into lacrosse and, and then we'll, you know, we'll go from there. Yeah, I grew up on Long Island, Levittown, and, uh, it was a way to get out of the hood and, you know, get a scholarship and go to college and get a degree. And I started playing when I was 10, made my high school varsity team, played lacrosse all, all the way through and got a scholarship to NC State and played NC State through college and got a chance to play on the USA team and live in Australia and uh, got a chance to play professional lacrosse numerous franchises, won two world titles with them, played on the USA indoor team. Through all my playing career, I was always coaching, too, on the side as an adult and got a chance to uh, coach countries like Japan and Australia and now Team Israel for the World Games and been a college coach at Michigan State University, Kings Point College, was a head coach there and have used lacrosse as a vehicle through my whole career and 
that's really it in a nutshell. But it's been really a blessing and really fortunate to have so many, you know, great opportunities come my way through traveling, through global, yeah. uh, you know, the, the, the world is uh, nice and big, and I've used it as an opportunity to go to numerous places. Yeah, and uh, and just talking about some of your accolades, you uh, in Boca Raton, Florida, you uh, coached St. Andrews School, uh, winning 14 state championship. You coached there for 17 years, and you uh, earned the number one ranking in the Southeast by Lax Power and Inside Lacrosse. I mean, that's pretty incredible, you know, statistics there. I mean, how was that experience, and uh, you know, how did you uh, be? How were you so successful there? What was the uh, the key uh, factor to, to being so successful there? Well, I think at that point of my career, when I started at St. Andrews, I had been a high school coach for seven or eight years and then a college coach, head and Division One assistant. And I think after 10 years, I realized that high school was going to be my route. And uh, once I landed the St. Andrews job in the early 90s, 92, um, I just used that as a vehicle, a small little prep school, and kept my old-school mentality of being a grinder and a blue-collar, you know, type person coming from a self-made, you know, playing and coaching career. All you do is go out yeah. and work and grind. And that effect, uh, you know, blossomed. Lacrosse was very at its infancy stage here in Florida. There was only, like, seven ice playing. There wasn't youth and rec lacrosse. And, one thing led to another and started coaching really good lacrosse players at St. Andrews and we played national schedule every year and really became a nice. blessing uh, 14 titles later and beating Boys Latin and beating, you know, McDonough and beating Wild of the Long Island and Connecticut schools and being mentioned, I think, I think there was a five-year run where we were top 20 in the country every year. I think that was 07 to like nice. 06. 2006 to 2010, we're top 20 in the country every year. After. So a lot, yeah. of, a lot of great, great stories come out of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that sounds awesome. And I know your uh, your son, he's playing, uh, you know, out there lacrosse. I saw some pictures on Facebook, and, you know, I got to meet uh, you and your son in Israel when I was over there. And you know, He looks like he's got a very bright future in lacrosse. And, uh, I mean, you know, definitely having – you uh, there to coach him too is uh, you know you know whether it be you know you're coaching his team or if you're coaching just like you know outside of his team whatever it is you know it's good to have you there uh, you know coaching him and guiding him through his lacrosse career. Yeah, it's funny because uh, you know I look back and I was the youngest of four and my dad was dying of cancer when I was born and I grew up with my mom and my four sisters and uh, it's. It's been great to be a parent and to obviously be an educator and a coach and then see your own son, you know, blessed with greatness and excellence. And, um, you know, there's a lot of pressure on him being my child, but then I think he takes the approach of, you know, I'm only as good as, you know, the next guy and really doesn't keep me as a, you know, parameter. I just give him feedback and we have a very good relationship. I coach some of his club practices and, uh, and it's been a great relationship to watch him play at a very high level. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you, I uh, see, I see him that. look like me as a player, John. 
I definitely, oh, yeah. when I watch, when I watch him, yeah, because I was a feeder when I first was starting playing from when I was 10 to like 13 or 14. I was just a, you know, grinder, deep midfielder mentality, like to shoot it every now and then, but more of a guy that just basically dodged and was a role player. And that's kind of the niche he has. He wants to be the guy clearing the ball. He wants to face off. He wants to play man down. He doesn't want to be the attackman that's scoring all the goals. Doesn't want the ball yeah. in overtime. And that's kind of how I was when I was first starting. So it's, it's really interesting to watch. Yeah, it's, it's definitely true. And, uh, you know, I definitely uh, think he's got the, you know, the right mentality and, uh, he's, you know, I mean, he was out there, you know, playing with the the men in Israel, which was cool to see. And he, he you know, he held his own, and he's uh, putting some goals in the net. So, yeah, I think he got the respect of, you know, all the Israel national players and everybody trying out there. And, uh, yeah, yeah so we were really lucky it. for him too. Yeah, John, that was so special that day. Uh, yeah, just the mere fact that I'm, you know running the whole thing and putting both teams together and making sure everything between the refs and the players and keeping everything. And then to just watch my son, you know, integrate with you guys and play with you guys and not hold up the scrimmage at any level because he was too slow, he wasn't capable or he didn't fit in. So that was just really cool. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, now, uh, why don't you talk a little bit about Israel, uh, lacrosse and, uh, uh, your involvement there and uh, as a coach and, uh, you know, just uh, talk a little bit about, you know, the upcoming world games and what you expect. Well, first I got to be really, you know, tell you how fortunate and lucky I am to have Bill Barroza in my life and what a lifelong friend and what he's meant to me as, as a human. Uh, from, from the early eighties to when I met him as a player on the USA team, we shared two years together and uh, then playing professional across the Long Island lacrosse club. I wouldn't be the person I am without him. And, you know, once he got this thing started and knew that I lived and breathed coaching, he's like, you know, I'm a guy who played, but, I, you know, this guy coached for 30-something years. I got to revert to him. And once he gave me that power and that opportunity and that support, I think I just ran with it. And, you know, the next yeah. look. The rest is kind of history. You know, I got to meet you guys. We created a team, played a few exhibition games, uh, got a chance to meet players like Ben Smith who coaches at Harvard where I can collaborate on a daily basis to talk about what's best for the team and the program. And, uh, you know, Mark Greenberg and Scott and, you know, all the people involved, Howie Borkin. It's just been an amazing experience for me uh, because, you know, sometimes you get lost, you know, living down here in Florida. You're not in the Northeast. You're not in the Mecca. You're not in the whole. And Team Israel has allowed me to bring back, my love and my passion for, you know, what I do and, and what I want to stand for. And, you know, obviously the whole thing of growing up, even though my mother wasn't Jewish and I never met my dad and I grew up in a very other environment being in Levittown, uh, I'm really proud of being a part of it. And I think with my lacrosse past of what I've done as a coach, I really think I'm going to bring some discipline and structure and real lacrosse IQ to us making a run at this thing. And it's going to be a legit run. I don't, I don't think it's going to be, you know, where we bought, you know, Wolf and we bought all these best players. We decided to pass on all these great USA players and we're going to do it 
with a lot of integrity and we're going to show up authentic and it's not going to be yeah. a bought team. This is going to be a team that was created with a lot of integrity and, and we're really proud of that. I, I can't emphasize enough that, that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the women's team did very well last year uh, in the, the women's uh, world championship. They uh, finished place overall and, and they, uh, you know, for the first part of that uh, world games, they were uh, undefeated for a little bit, and they definitely look like they're going to take it, you know, take a good run. Yeah, I think their end result was to put Team Israel on the map. Our end result right now is living in the process of allowing more American boys to go over there and live in Israel, create lacrosse in Israel, and actually have people over there living in Israel and promoting the sport and being more authentic to Israel and lacrosse instead of just showing up with a bunch of kids that were from America that were Jewish. And that's the message we're trying to send. And our end result isn't about how well or if we win the title in the World Games or if we even medal or if we even go into those. Our end result is just promoting the sport in Israel, and that's always been our mantra, and we're going to live with that right to the end. Yeah. And uh, you guys have uh, played uh, a lot of exhibition games against a lot of big teams. You guys have played against Iroquois and uh, the uh, New York. Syracuse. And, yeah, Syracuse. I mean, you know, the list goes on uh, and on. Division and, uh, one college yeah. teams. Yeah. Well, what uh, I, how is yeah, that? What I, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, how was that? And, uh, you know, talk to me about how those games went. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it was very beneficial for the team, and I'm sure the players were, you know, so happy to be able to play those games. Yeah, well, first of all, we haven't met as a team together in the world team that we actually have. We haven't played. We always missing somebody, you know, whether it's Ari Sussman or Ben Smith or whoever, uh, Copper Smith or all our blue chip players. But, when we do finally get together in Vail, I think that will determine really how we feel as a team. But how we looked against Syracuse and Siena and Ireland and the New York Lacrosse Club, there is so much talent. All we have to do is take the talent and our creative minds, which we have a lot of great adults that are involved in this thing, and, you know, obviously we respect all the players as well, their feedback but I think, you know, we learned a lot about ourselves and who we are and, you know, how we're going to play and how much talent we have and who our D middies are, who our face-off guys are, who our best defense and who's going to play LSM, what's our, you know, what's our strategies towards, you know, the world games, if we're going to play zone, are we going to shut somebody off, are we going to, you know, do all these interesting things that college teams do on a daily basis and we're going to bring, you know, a lot of lacrosse IQ as our staff because we picked up another Division One assistant as our, you know, our volunteer to run the box. So we've got a lot of good people involved to collaborate to put a really good product out there. And all we did from those games were to learn a lot about us. It wasn't about, you know, obviously we wanted to be competitive, and we were in everything. I mean, the Ireland game was just phenomenal. And uh, and if we could have had our five other guys, I think we would have even done a better job. But that's a whole other subject in itself. But we've learned a lot about ourselves. We're gonna we're gonna be fine. We have two face-off guys, tons of face 
face-off talent and long stick middies. We have two, I think, phenomenal uh, LSMs in Saperstein and Ben Smith. Uh, we got a ton of lefty attackmen. We got tons of lefty middies. We have three lefty middies that can score goals on the run. So we got talent. I, you know, the pressure's on us really as a staff. I think if we can't make this thing work, we got to kick ourselves because there's heaps of talent on this team. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, when I was there for the tryout, and I was there for like 23 days playing in the league and stuff. I mean, I saw it firsthand. I mean, the tryout was well, you know, one of the toughest. You know, it was amazing. Yeah, well, our middies, you know, just in, you know, our top middies and Cody Levine and and Coppersmith and Bergman from Drexel and all the other guys that I'm not mentioning. The pros, Citadino as a D-Midi and possibly offensive two, two-way guy. Um, we got Silverlick, you know, as a face-off guy that can be a lefty dodging midfielder, run through a brick wall. So we got all those guys. We got the slick little lefty, you know, attackman and Cherry and Sussman and, you know, Noah who can do, yeah. you know, distribute the ball right-handed. Uh, and we got, and we got a great, Goalie, I think the goalie stands on his head. You know, he's having a re, yeah. you know, recarnating his career from when he played. And so, you know, there's a couple things. There's a couple things that we probably have to get better at. We have to probably face off better. We probably have to play six on six defense better. Are we going to slow the ball down? Are we going to f tempo? Are we going to just let the middies dodge and let Sussman and Cherry and all them be finishers? Are we going to allow them to dodge and whatever offensive schemes we're in? Yeah, I mean it's definitely you know you know definitely good uh, you know that you guys are thinking about all those situations. I think it'll just make you guys even more prepared. I mean for every situation you might face. So, so you guys are definitely doing a great get, job. Yeah, if we get nicked up, we're backed up. Whether it's the face-off guy that goes down, whether it's the best attackman that goes down, we really all are backed up. If one guy or two guys go down, we're really we have depth. Other people are going to have to step up and be the man. And that's the pressure you put yeah. on, you know, coaching adults like this. This, You know, the good news is I'm a high school coach almost, what, 27 years out of my 32 years. I've only coached, you know, adults for four years in my career. So this is really allowing me to bring my brain back into the college scope and, and allow me to do a lot more than what I'm doing right now as a coach. So it's challenging yeah. me with the pressure of being the offensive guy. Yeah, and let's talk about a little bit about uh, the other stuff that you guys are doing in Israel. I mean, uh, Scott Neese is uh, doing a great job over there with, uh, you know, growing the youth, and, you know, all you coaches are doing that as well. And I see a lot of players, you know, on the the Facebook post, you know, out there helping out, and there's a league out there for the youth now. And, I mean, it seems like the youth are really grasping a hold of this sport, I mean, in Israel. And that's because of the guys that are living in Israel promoting it. Noah, you know, Cherry, uh, Seth, uh, and uh, whoever else I missed, you know. Yeah. I don't want to discredit yeah. anybody. You know, there's tons of people. Scotty's just a tireless worker. You know, he's got his hands in everything. Um, and there's just a great contingency of adults that are involved in this thing. Nobody's bigger than this actual thing that we're trying to create and uh, everybody knows that which is so cool it's a very humbling experience yeah 
And uh, so, you know, that's great, you know, news and stuff about everything that's going on with the Israel team. Now, uh, why don't you talk a little bit about some other stuff you're involved in so we could uh, promote that stuff. You are, uh, are you still the co-director with Team Florida? Yeah, my partner Tom West and I have been doing it for about nine or ten years. Um, We have a showcase in May up in uh, Palm Coast on Mother's Day weekend. Probably have 60 college collegiate coaches, collegiate coaches that fly in, and there'll probably be about 300 high school boys competing in that, and we'll pick some all-star teams out of that and go down to battle of the hotbeds uh, in Delaware, which is a five-day tournament where you play like 12 games and four days, and it's a lot of college showcase talent there where they have an all-star game, and there's like 200 college coaches watching the all-star game. Last couple of years, we've had numerous kids sign because they made the all-star game and played for us, and we actually won battle of the hotbeds two years ago. Actually, Florida's winning things like that. So doing that, the showcase, uh, this year we're going to Gate Cup, which uh, Coach Kyle hosts and Coach Jancic on Gettysburg. Uh, some high school kids will go with us there from all Florida. We'll be there for three days. And we're also going to take our youth down to um, Big Kahuna on uh, actually right after the World Games, July 18th. We're going to go to the Big Kahuna in Baltimore and take our U9, 11, 13, and 15 Team Florida teams there. Last year, we won Tri-State at the 13 level. Uh, Team Florida has really been a great resource and vehicle for not only me in my career, but a lot of young boys going to college and signing Division I. Uh, we got tons of players playing in college right now. You know, obviously, uh, we got the goalies at Delaware, the goalie at Hofstra. Uh, we got Rotatory that starts at Princeton. We got uh, Georgetown's got our starting uh, midfielder uh, on the first midfield as a freshman. Uh, we got kids everywhere, the W&L goalie. I mean, we got, I think we got 30 starting collegiate players right now. It says a lot for the state. Yeah, that, um, so that's one, that's, yeah, that's one thing that I got going the last 10 years I've been doing. We do tournaments uh, here in, the, in, in Florida. We have two in South Florida called the Boca Blast and uh, the Palm Beach Blast, and we run three tournaments up in Palm Coast, actually four, the Pumpkin Shootout in Palm Coast in October, and the Veterans Day Shootout in November, and then we do the Wounded Warrior Showcase in in, uh, late June on Father's Day weekend. So Team Florida is a big brand. It brands more than the showcase and the tournaments and the Division I players and the player prospects and all that. But, you know, the good news when people – sign up for Team Florida. It just doesn't have to be my players that I coach in high school, but it could be a kid from anywhere on in the state, whether it's Tallahassee, West Coast, South Florida, Northern Orlando, Jacksonville, South Florida, the middle range. The, the state's going crazy right now. There's so much lacrosse going on in Florida. So that's allowed us to still yeah. continue to be great with that. And then I have my local stuff. That I work for a sports institute. I work for Elevate Sports Institute. I'm the director of the lacrosse operations there. We have five or six travel teams, and we do training on a daily basis, uh, you know, group trainings, offensive training, shooting clinics. Uh, and I also am involved in, uh, you know, the school that I work at, which is American Heritage Delray. I'm working in the media center, uh, and I'm allowing to be the head coach on the 
the high school side. It's my first year. I got hired in January, so I'm doing a lot of stuff. Nice. Yeah, and then are, are you uh, still in uh, – I know you're the founder of the Premier Players Lacrosse Academy. Is, are you still yeah, doing that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. Elevate Sports Institute bought the rights to them right now, so we're running it out of Elevate, and we're running okay. it as Snipers right now. But we're going to bring that name back. We're going to rebrand that name this year. I talked to my partner, Tony Lowe, who is – you know, runs the Elevate Sports Institute from the lacrosse side in the back office, and he's going to bring that name back out. So we're going to bring that back. It's kind of been, you know, the last 15 months or 16 months been run through Elevate Sports Institute and Snipers. Yeah, yeah. Well, good, man. And uh, now uh, if people want to find out more info on uh, those teams, uh like Team Florida and Team Elevate Team Florida Lacrosse. has its own website. Yeah, Team Florida has its own website. You can sign up for the showcase. It's coming up in Mother's Day weekend in like a month. We already had like 200 and something kids last year. We, I think we had almost 460 college coaches. You could sign up for the, the academy as well during that weekend in front of the college coaches, which various college coaches will help be helping us with the youth side of it. And that's it. And, you know, my Elevate Sports Institute, you can sign up for any of my blue chip training, my camps. I have an overnight camp at college, Lynn University. So a lot of stuff going on, John. Yeah. And uh, now also if people want to find out more about Israel Lacrosse, they can go to lacrosse.co.il. And uh, you can find out all the info there. I mean, it's got that's the Israel Lacrosse uh, website. So everybody listening, check out that website. And, uh, Jeff, you got any, uh, yeah, go ahead, yeah. No, just saying, without a doubt, those guys are rocking over there, whether it's in Ascalon or Tel Aviv or wherever they're, you know, putting roots in. They're just doing on a daily basis. I know you see it on Facebook, right? Yeah, definitely. And they're doing so much over there. Yeah, which is phenomenal, and I can't wait to hear all the stories when I see everybody up in Vail. Uh, July 1. Yeah. Yeah, and now I always ask my guests at the end of the show to um, – to, There's a, I have a lot of young listeners, and uh, I want you to, like, maybe give a, a little bit of advice to them about their lacrosse career or their dreams, you know, just like what would you say to them about, you know, pursuing their uh, lacrosse career to the best they can? I mean, like, if well, they I think the first college. thing is you got to – yeah, you got to – you got to be known not – as a lacrosse player, you got to be known as a student athlete. I think it starts there. And then you take the student athlete and you ask them, are you a good kid? You know, are you, are you a good son? Are you a good teammate? You know, what's your work ethic like? Uh, and, and you start there. And I think that's the founding for any great athlete that becomes an all American or a champion, national champion. You have to really excel at a very high level it's not a light switch or anything. It's an ongoing daily basis of how fast you can be, what kind of person you are in the classroom, how do you show up to your teammates. It's, uh, it's phenomenal to, you know, see kids grow. And, you know, that's why I love high school lacrosse because I think we really change people's lives on a daily basis. We make little boys into men. And I think that's what happened to me as I was growing up too. I, you know, the town I grew up in there, Bill Tierney at Princeton, Michael Walvogel at Yale, and Seth Tierney, and the list goes on and on. My town was born coaches, and, and if we can take all the 
little things that we learn, they turn into big things. And, you know, that's really what I would instill in, in, in all the young boys. Become a great person every day. Be liked by your family members. Be liked by your teammates. Let your, you know, teachers and educators and ADs and coaches think, you know, you're just a nice kid. You're fully well-rounded and, and you do the best you can every day. You're, you try to be the best you can be every day. And uh, that's it. Don't be a lacrosse knucklehead and don't be stereotyped. Uh, don't burn out on lacrosse. Don't just play lacrosse on a daily basis. You know, grow in your, you know, I know my son started middle school this year, and he was like, I'm playing four sports, Dad, and I'm going to make the eighth grade team three out of the four sports. And I'm like, go ahead, son. You do whatever makes you happy. And he did. Yeah. He, he made three eighth-grade teams as a sixth grader. And and I know in the summer he's not going to a million camps. He's going to go to the Hamptons and go surfing, and he's going to go enjoy his family in, in the Outer Banks and, uh, and really just decompress and figure out what's best for him. Yeah. Well, that's great. And, uh, you know, keep up the great work and make sure everybody checks out those links that we said in this uh, radio show. Uh, is live right now, but it's also archived. So, uh, Jeff, you can share this on your uh, social media or via word of mouth, and they can anybody can listen to this show whenever they want. So, Yeah, hit me up on an email or a text, Johnny, about how I can do that. You know I'm challenged with all this stuff. Yeah, no, I definitely will. And uh, thank you for being on the show. And, uh, you know, I'll definitely talk to you soon. I'll send you a message. Yeah, it was really nice to meet you, Johnny. I think you got a great career ahead of yourself, and the passion of the sport and just being a young man, really, uh, it's enamoring. I was really blessed to meet you. Thank you again. Yeah, you too, man. Thank you, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. That was Jeff Goldberg, and uh, make sure you check out all those links, and make sure you share this uh, episode on your social media or via word of mouth. And I'm Johnny Vegas reminding all of you to grow your game and remember to grow, you got to play.